your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 328 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. This episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports, and the Rangers coming off of what can best be described as a pretty awesome win against the Pittsburgh Penguins 8-4 earlier tonight. Eight different players score goals for the New York Rangers, where they had nine different players uh, have multiple point games. Basically, every line chipped in. Really, every line did chip in. I mean, the fourth line didn't contribute on the score sheet, but they played very well as well. And we do try to uh, kind of stay away from cliches on here whenever possible, but they're always going to creep in from time to time, and uh, I think the best way to describe this win, cliche or not, this was a team victory. I figure we might as well go ahead and talk about the uh, line combinations and defense pairings. I mean, the defense pairings are the same that they've been really for the last couple of weeks here, uh, the same six guys and the same three pairings, but the line combinations had a couple of Ranger fans talking on social media before this game here tonight, and the biggest issue, of course, being that the Rangers dropped Vitaly Kravtsov down to the fourth line in only his second NHL game. He played the previous game on the third line. And to be totally honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of this either. I think with a guy like Kravtsov, his skill set really does not translate to the fourth line. He's somebody that you took number nine overall in the draft a couple of years ago. And I don't think that playing him very limited minutes on the fourth line, along with grinded out type forwards is necessarily the best route to go down with him. But then it also kind of makes you realize that, man, the Rangers, they have some some tough decisions right now as it pertains to their forwards, because it almost seems like basically, uh, to put it very bluntly, somebody is getting screwed. Somebody is going to end up getting screwed by having to play on the fourth line, because who else in the top nine would you drop down to the fourth line? I mean, I don't think, you know, you get the kid line, and I know that, you know, they're kind of hot and cold. They, they're up and down a little bit. Uh, they did end up getting a goal together tonight, and then, of course, uh, Kako also scored on the power play, the second power play unit coming through with a rare goal there. But, I mean, you're not going to take any of them and put them on the fourth line, I don't think. And then, really, the only other option, I mean, you got Kreider, Zibanejad, Buchnevich. I mean, you're not even going to think about that. Same thing with Panarin or Strom. None of those guys are going to be on the fourth line, obviously. I guess Colin Blackwell, who tonight was on the right wing on the second line, is an option. But, I mean, Blackwell's been hot. And if you want to win games and you want to strengthen your chances of making the playoffs, I mean, you do have to go with the guys that are giving you the best chance to do that. Blackwell, of course, had a goal in this game. He also had an assist. And he's played very well. Like we've talked about, he's been the Rangers diamond in the rough. So, to avoid putting Krafts off on the fourth line, I think really your only option here is you would have to drop Blackwell down to the fourth line, and then you could either put Kravtsov on the second line, or what the Rangers would more likely do, put Kravtsov on the third line, bump Kako up to the second line. But, you know, again, I don't think it's ideal to have Kravtsov on the fourth line, but then you look at the lineup and you realize that's one of the only options that they had, really, going into this game tonight. So that'll be interesting to track going forward. And as long as Colin Blackwell continues to play like this, continues to produce, continues to click with uh, Panarin and Strom, I don't know that he's going to move. And even if he does, if he does fall out of the top six, it might be Kako who takes his place. So I don't know. I mean, it's not ideal for Krausoff to develop, again, only playing very limited minutes on the fourth line. I think it's fine to limit his minutes right now in general, simply because 
you know, he is making his NHL debut. He just made his NHL debut the game before this. He's only two games into his NHL career here. But yeah, eventually, you know, sooner or later, uh, the Rangers, whether it's this season or next season, you do probably have to find a way to get him into the top nine. But right now, it's hard to do that. And like we just said, it's a good problem to have. The other thing that I want to talk about here is it pertains to the lineup. And I was going to save this for later, but we're talking about the lineup right now anyway. We might as well just dive right into it. Your healthy scratches for tonight. Brett Howden, Julian Gauthier, and Anthony Boteto. Now, first and foremost, let's all be thankful that, you know, Brett Howden is off the COVID list. He, I don't know if he had it or not, but he's obviously feeling better and he's ready to roll if and when the Rangers need him. So that's obviously a good thing and, and just great to hear. But... I had a thought watching this game, and I actually tweeted it out while I was watching the game because not too long ago, we talked on here about how the Rangers, it was looking like they finally settled on the six defensemen, these six guys that they were going to roll with night in and night out. And I mean, I really don't even have to say their names at this point. You guys know who they were. You watch these games. But Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Ke'Andre Miller, Jacob Truba, Libor Hayek, Brandon Smith. It seems like those are going to be the six guys going forward, uh, barring any kind of a trade or anything like that. I mean, I suppose it's at least possible that Brandon Smith could still be dealt given that he's on an expiring contract and, uh, you know, given that there could be some interest in him around the league. But I wouldn't be shocked to, if the Rangers held on to him through the trade deadline and continue to roll with these six defense and down the stretch. But the question that I pose to all of you is, are the Rangers going to now roll with these 12, these same 12 forwards, the same guys that we saw tonight, night in and night out, basically for the rest of the season? Are these the 12 guys that are locked into the starting lineup for the foreseeable future, really just the future in general, you know, because we're down to just 18 games left in the season? We're going to answer that question in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, so just a second ago, I proposed the question, if the Rangers are going to continue basically just locking these same 12 forwards into the lineup, night in and night out, down the stretch here for these last 18 games, and I think there's definitely a compelling case to be made. And again, we talked about Brad Howden. It's great that he's off the COVID list and feeling better. I got to be honest, I don't see how he fits into this team down the stretch here, especially now that Vitaly Krasov has been added and, you know, he's in the lineup. He's going to be in the lineup every night. I really don't think you're going to look to make him a healthy scratch. Obviously, guys like Kevin Rooney aren't going to come out of the lineup. Guys like Colin Blackwell, I can't see him coming out of the lineup the way he's been playing recently. Uh, Phil DiGiuseppe, I mean, you could always take Phil DiGiuseppe out of the game uh, for a certain night if you want to make room for either Brett Howden or Julian Gauthier. But Philip DiGiuseppe brings a certain amount of physicality that those other two players don't bring. And I think, you know, whether it's DiGiuseppe or whether it's Howden or whether it's Gauthier, I think this player, whichever one of the three is in the lineup on a certain night, is probably going to be ticketed for the fourth line at this point. I think the top nine is just kind of filled up. And, you know, of course, you want to work Kraus off. You couldn't even get Kraus off into the top nine tonight. So how are you going to get somebody like Gautier or Howden or DiGiuseppe into the top nine? Nothing against those players. I just think there's other guys in front of them. And at some point, you know, maybe uh, Julian Gautier gets another chance if you're playing a team that you think you need a little bit more offensive firepower. Not that he's set the world on fire this year, but I still do think there is at least some offensive upside with Julian Gautier. Maybe he's back out there. Uh, in a situation like that. And, you know, there might also be some people hearing this who will remember in the most recent game against the Buffalo Sabres, the Rangers actually went with Gautier on the fourth line rather than Phil DiGiuseppe, which I thought was interesting and kind of surprised me a little bit. But I think that, you know, going forward, I just get the feeling uh, based on what both guys bring to the table and where they kind of stand with David Quinn, I just get the feeling that the Rangers are going to lead more toward uh, getting Phil DiGiuseppe out there than Julian Gauthier, and certainly more than Brett Howden. I mean, maybe Howden's back out there at some point. He's obviously missed some time. But I also wanted to point this out as well, because I think uh, one of the greatest assets that Howden brings to the table is his penalty killing. I think we can all agree on that. The Rangers right now are ranked number five in the league in penalty killing. They are 84.6%. I know at one point they were all the way up to number three. They might have even gotten to number two very briefly. But of course, you give up a couple goals while you're shorthanded, and you're going to drop a couple spots. But the bottom line is, the Ranger penalty killing has still been very good, even without Brett Howden. And I take nothing away from Howden. He played a role in, in helping the Rangers uh, kind of establish a strong penalty kill early in the season, but they're doing just fine without him. So I, I don't see any reason to kind of shoehorn him back into the lineup. And I get the feeling, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Gautier's back out there on Thursday against this very same Penguins team. I get the feeling, though, that these might be the 12 guys going forward. At least these are going to be the 12. They get the vast majority of starts for this Ranger team. Of course, barring a trade or barring an injury of any kind. Something else I thought we could do, I don't know that we're going to go through all eight Ranger goals on this night simply because, again, you know, that would take up a huge chunk of this episode and there's so much to talk about right now, but I thought it might make sense for anybody who missed the game to just kind of give you guys a quick roll call here of every single New York Ranger player who enjoyed a multiple point night because there were a lot, nine to be exact. Artemi Panarin leading the way, a goal and three assists. You've also got Adam Fox with a goal and two assists. I tweeted this out too, Adam Fox is the best defenseman in the NHL. I, I have... No other words for this. There, there's, It's not even an exaggeration at this point. For a while, you know, early in the season, I would kind of say it like a little bit tongue-in-cheek, like kind of exaggerate to make the point that he's really getting up there. He's the best. There's not a defenseman in this league that's better than Adam Fox. But anyway, big night for him. Then you've got a bunch of guys with two points. Ryan Strome with a goal and an assist. Capo Caco with a goal and an assist. Colin Blackwell with a goal and an assist. Same thing with Pavel Buchnevich. Same thing with Mika Zibanejad. And then you also had Filipito with two assists and Jacob Truba with two assists. So again, just one of those nights where everybody contributes. And something else that was really satisfying in this game, for me at least, was uh, seeing Igor Shesterkin finally out-duel Tristan Jerry because, of course, Jerry 
throughout this season. It's kind of had the Rangers number a little. He is 3-0 against them. Jerry had beaten Shesterkin twice coming into this game tonight. And in this game, Igor Shesterkin turns in another fantastic performance. Stop me if you've heard me say that recently. But he was great again. 41 saves on 45 shots and actually registered a shot on goal. That was pretty cool. He basically had the puck right in his crease and just sent the puck straight down the ice, looking to spring one of his teammates on a breakaway. Uh, led him a little bit too far, but the puck went on net, and uh, I don't think it was Jerry. I believe Casey DeSmith was in the game at that point, so he just you know stopped the puck and covered it. But a goal, a shot on goal for Igor Shesterkin, nevertheless. And again, just a fantastic night for Igor. You, know, you look at the box score real quick, and oh, well, you know, he gave up four goals. Doesn't matter, man. He, he was great in this game. He made some really tough saves. He uh, kept the Rangers in this. And if there was any such thing as, I don't know what the opposite of a silver lining is, but if there was one of those for this game, and I tweeted about this as well, I think it's that the Rangers a couple of times in this matchup with the Penguins tonight, they had a couple of shifts after a goal was scored where they didn't really put their best foot forward. And on the flip side of that, I thought the Penguins did play pretty well after, uh, you know, a goal was scored in the ensuing shift. I thought I thought the Penguins had some nice shifts there. There were a couple of times where they answered right back after the Rangers scored. There was another time where Pavel Buchnevich took what was probably an unnecessary tripping penalty. That was after the Penguins had just scored to cut the Ranger lead to 6-3. to three. Now, to be fair, the Rangers did have one really nice shift after a goal because that was in the third period. You had Adam Fox scoring a goal shorthanded for the Rangers to make it 7-3. And then just 19 seconds later, Pavel Buchnevich scores to make it 8-3 to three Rangers and basically salt the game away at that point. So that was one really nice shift that the Rangers had after a goal. But bottom line, yeah, I think the Rangers could be a little bit better. And we've talked about this. It's kind of been a season-long theme. I think they just have to come out a little bit stronger uh, on shifts after a goal is scored. And getting back to Igor, see, I'm going to bring this whole thing full circle here. Igor, a couple of times after the Rangers had kind of a lackluster shift following a goal, made some really nice stops and prevented the Penguins from taking back momentum at those junctures. I mean, I know there were a couple of times in this game where the Penguins scored relatively soon after the Rangers scored, but it could have been more if not for the uh, play of Igor Shesterkin on this night. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for a standings check because really it's just that time of the year right now. And I uh, just wanted to kind of take a look at what else is happening around the East. Also on the slate tonight. The Bruins played the Flyers for the second consecutive game. The Flyers beat the Bruins in overtime in their last matchup. Tonight, the Bruins beat the Flyers in regulation. So that means that the Rangers are now tied with the Flyers for fifth place with 41 points. The Bruins are just ahead of them with 46 points. And you know what? Let's just go through the whole thing. So first place, Capitals and Islanders 
tied. They've both played 39 games. They both have 54 points. In third place, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have also played 39 games. They have 50 points. In fourth place, you've got the Bruins. They have played only 36 games. They had a couple games postponed not all that long ago. They have 46 points. The Rangers and Flyers, like I just mentioned, tied for fifth place. They've each played 38 games. They each have 41 points. And between Flyers and Bruins, you're kind of thinking like, okay, so who am I supposed to root for here? Because the Rangers... You know, they come into tonight's action looking to chase down both of those teams. But when you think about it, I think you probably have to root for the Flyers in that situation. And unfortunately, they lost to the Bruins. I think you have to root for the Flyers because you got to figure if the Rangers can catch the Bruins who are in fourth place, then by the very nature of doing so, you'll probably also pass the Flyers in the standings. Unfortunately, that win for the Bruins uh, got them another two points and they remain five points ahead of the Rangers and they do have two games in hand. So the Rangers are within five points, but ah, that two games in hand is a killer. But either way, you know, the Rangers, they're going to have to win a lot of games down the stretch here if they want to make their move. But, you know, for a while there, it was looking like the Capitals and Islanders and Penguins might run away with the division. They might be the top three. Maybe nobody's going to catch them at all. It should be noted that the Penguins are right now only nine points ahead of the Rangers, and the Rangers have a game in hand on the Penguins. So, and, and this is where you just realize how big every individual game is because, you know, that's a four-point swing tonight, whether the Rangers win in regulation or whether the Penguins win in regulation because not only are you getting two points, but you're preventing your division rival from getting two points. And now there's going to be another game on Thursday between the Rangers and Penguins. If the Rangers win that game, then they're up to 43 points and they're only seven points behind the Penguins and they have a game in hand. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy how much is on the line in every single one of these games. And something that I meant to mention at the top of the show, but I'll just throw it out right now, it's getting to the point in the season, you know, again, there's only 18 games left for the Rangers. It's starting to feel like every single game is a playoff game because there's a sense of urgency going into these games. You know, you got to win. You know, the Rangers, they're in a tough division. They got to make up some ground here. And you just can't afford two leaf points on the table right now. And it was a big win for the Rangers tonight. And it'll be an even bigger win on Thursday if the Rangers can find a way to sweep this Pittsburgh Penguin team. As far as the upcoming schedule is concerned, as we all know, the Rangers will once again host the Penguins on Thursday. Puck drops at 7 p.m. for that one. And that's just the start of the Rangers playing three games in the course of just four days. They will then be in action the following night at the New York Islanders, and they will once again play at the New York Islanders on Sunday. 7 p.m. puck drop for all of those games. But the thing that I'm wondering about here is how the Rangers are going to look to handle it with their goalie situation because I've been talking about on here, the Rangers need to roll with Igor Shesterkin pretty much night in and night out down the stretch here to get uh, to give themselves, rather, the best chance that they can possibly give themselves to make the playoffs. I think right now it's pretty clear that he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win. But given that there's a back-to-back -back coming up, and again, the Rangers playing three games in the span of just four days, I'd like to see the Rangers go back to Igor Shesterkin for this next game against the Pittsburgh Penguins because look at what he did tonight. I mean, again, it was a really strong performance. I know he gave up four goals, but he also made 41 saves on 45 shots, and the Rangers were badly outshot in this game, 45-25. to 25. So I don't want to say that Igor Shesterkin stole this game because the Rangers scored eight goals. It's not like this was a one-man performance or anything like that, but he was a key factor in the Rangers blowing out the Penguins in this game the way that they did. I would expect the Penguins, they're now on a two-game losing streak. I mean, they're going to have to be playing with some desperation on Thursday, and they, you know, whether you're a fan of this team or not, they don't go away. I, I didn't see really any give up from the Penguins until maybe when it went 8-3 to three and it was getting pretty late in the third period. I mean, at that point, pretty much all hope was lost. But you saw this just like I did for anybody who saw this game tonight. You know, the Penguins, they do tend to strike back. They do tend to, uh, you know, fight all the way until the end. And you got to give credit where it's due. That is kind of their MO. So I want Igor back out there to give the Rangers the best chance to hold off this Penguin attack because you know they can score goals, you know they can create a lot of scoring opportunities. And I want Igor Shesterkin out there to basically just do what he's been doing. 
And then as for Friday, I think I'd go to Georgiev if I'm the Rangers. And if Georgiev indeed starts that game on Friday, and again, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not sure what the Rangers are going to do. But if they go to Georgiev on Friday against the Capitals, that will be exactly three weeks to the day since Alex Georgiev last appeared in a hockey game for this Ranger team. He's kind of fallen behind uh, Keith Kincaid on the depth chart a little bit. And plus, like we've been talking about, I think the Rangers really want to roll with Igor Shesterkin pretty much night in and night out down the stretch here. But Georgiev, it must be said, he's been pretty good over his last two starts because the most recent one stopped 16 of 18 shots. The Rangers lose to the Capitals in that game, but obviously, you know, a pretty good night for Georgiev there. And the game before that is when he got a 26-save shutout against the Philadelphia Flyers. You combine that with the fact that he kind of tends to own the Islanders and, in fact, has a shutout against them this season. I think Georgiev's your man, but we'll see how the Rangers look to play it. I'm also very curious to see what the Penguins will do because the Rangers basically lit up both of their goalies tonight. Tristan Jerry in the first period allowed four goals on just 11 shots. He was yanked uh, going into the second period, Casey DeSmith played the second and the third, but he didn't do really any better. He only came up with 10 saves on 14 shots. So your guess is as good as mine who they'll go with. I mean, I, I would think maybe they'd go to DeSmith, try to get him uh, a start here. Obviously, it didn't go so well for Jerry tonight, but we'll look to see how the Penguins play it. But either way, you got to believe uh, if the Rangers go with Igor Shesterkin, the Rangers are going to have the advantage as far as uh, netminers are concerned going into that game. And something else I just wanted to do real quick before we call it a day here is just kind of shine the spotlight at Vitaly Kravtsov because, of course, this was just his second NHL game. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Ranger fans are on Kravtsov watch right now. And he ended up getting 11 minutes and three seconds of ice time while playing pretty much exclusively on the fourth line. I didn't see him uh, skating with anybody else other than the fourth liners, other than, you know, partial line changes. But 11.03 of ice time, he was on the ice for 18 seconds of power play time. He also had one hit, one block, apparently three giveaways. I mean, I didn't really notice that, but apparently he had three giveaways and one takeaway and had a minus one. And, uh, you know, Kravtsov will look to see how they... Look to deploy him as the season continues here. I want to get him off of the fourth line and into the top nine, but it's hard right now because the Rangers have a lot of guys on the top nine who are playing very, very well, and you're not going to move any of those guys down to the fourth line. So I guess in some ways it's a good problem to have, but like I said, we'll just keep our eye on how the Rangers look to play it there going forward. By the way, Adam Fox now has points in 11 straight games because, of course, he does. He has got to be one of the front runners for the Norris Trophy this year. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. In our episode tomorrow, we're actually going to have part two of our conversation with Alyssa Hope, who has a YouTube channel of 60,000-plus subscribers. She also does some work with Habs Tonight. And if you guys uh, have never seen her channel, I, I definitely recommend giving it a shot. And if you happen to miss part one of our interview, that was actually yesterday's episode. So definitely go back and check that out as well. But that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.